Hello, everyone. Good afternoon on this Wednesday. Amanda Grace here with you. Welcome to everybody in the United States and around the world who are watching. Welcome to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. We have a very special guest today. I'm going to bring this wonderful gentleman in a few minutes. Steve Strang of Charisma Media is here to talk about his new book, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. And if there's ever a time we need that, it is now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up in prayer. And then I have one announcement and then we're going to bring him in. The birds are out and about just so you know, so you never know when they're going to show up in screen, fly across screen or end up on my shoulder or on my chair. So just public service announcement there. So let's just open up in prayer. We're also going to give you an update on Cyrus because Cyrus did have surgery yesterday. So we're going to give you an update on how he's doing today. So Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise due your name. We humble ourselves before you this day, Father God, asking that the pull of the flesh become less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful victorious place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore, Father God. And we honor that before you this day. Father, we invite your presence in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this place, Father God, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father God, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter, we are merely the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. Without your breath of life in us, Father, we don't have life. And we honor that. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise today. You are high and lifted up on the highest throne. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Amen, amen. So, very quick, two announcements, and then we're going to bring Mr. Steve Strang in. First and foremost, May 31st. I'm going to be speaking at Faith Assembly of God in Poughkeepsie, New York. I was at this church 20 years ago leading the young adults group, and the Lord has brought me back after 20 years, and we are very excited, and we thank Pastor Sam and his wife for giving us the opportunity to do this, and so we're looking very forward to it. It is May 31st, which is a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Also, Cyrus had surgery yesterday. They actually had to do a few things with Cyrus. He's the German shepherd we just took in. Actually, the Lord sent us, yes, his name is Cyrus. He came with that name right before the indictment, the German shepherd named Cyrus comes to live with us. If you don't think that's God's brilliance at work, I don't know what is. So here's today, post-op, he's in a surgery suit, Cyrus. Um, and we have pads down just in case he has any, you know, anything happen, any accidents. We have him in a big gated area with lots of soft things and blankets. And Missy's been vis visiting, his best friend Missy uh, at the sanctuary has been visiting uh, him as he's in the Ark of Grace hospital right now. So thank you for your prayers. We'll keep you posted about Cyrus's recovery. He does have a recovery ahead of him, um, but praise God, no complications so far. Okay. So without further ado,
let us bring in our guest today, Mr. Steve Strang of Charisma Media. Hello. Hello. It's good to be with you. You too, Mr. Steve. I call him Mr. Steve. I know. I call him Mr. Steve out of respect. But you wrote a very timely book. And we're going to put it up for people just so they can see it real quick, just so they can see the actual cover of it. Spirit-led living in an upside-down world, which I think is a perfect title for what is happening in our world. So let's talk a little bit about this. Well, you know, if anyone has any kind of discernment at all, you know the world's upside down. I mean, mm -hmm. good is called bad, up is called down. Um, I mean, it's crazy uh, what's happened. And, you know, the world's always been wicked. Uh, the early church didn't have it easy at all. But it just seems like things are uh, crescendoing to something happening. You know, one world government and everything else. And the, the Holy Spirit is always important in a believer's life. Mm -hmm. But I sense that a lot of believers, even people that go to, you know, what we would call spirit-led churches, they're discouraged. It's kind of been there, done that. You know, we seem to be losing left, right, and center. And no, we're not losing. You know, ultimately, the Lord wins. Of course, we know that. And the Holy Spirit gives us power to, um, to stand up against this stuff. So uh, I think when I started writing the book, I probably emphasized the upside-down world. And, and frankly, it's kind of why I felt that a book was needed. But really, the book is almost a manual of how the Holy Spirit re relates to a believer in their life. You know, I'm a, maybe your viewers don't know, but, you know, I'm a magazine journalist, you know, Charisma Magazine. And over the years, we've had a lot of magazines. So my chapter is almost like magazine articles. You know, in other words, you know, there's a, a chapter on the gifts and there's a, a chapter on the fruit of the Spirit, Uh I even have a chapter on trials because everybody has trials. Uh, right. I have a whole section mm -hmm. on the end of time because, you know, the thing is that we've got to have the Holy Spirit to survive and be happy, to have love, joy, peace, long suffering. You know, we mm -hmm. call those the fruit of the spirit. You can be happy regardless of what's going mm -hmm. on in the white house or Congress or on the news media. And the Lord wants us to be happy. In fact, I told somebody this week uh, a word picture that I put in the book from uh, the late, um, uh, oh dear, <laughs> Fred Price. How did I forget Fred Price's name for a split second? He, uh, I was good friends with him for many years. He built a great, great ministry. He, he passed away in the last year. And uh, he tells a story about a, a scuba diving. And mm -hmm. he said that if you scuba dive, it does not keep you from getting wet, but it allows you to live in a hostile environment. You know, we humans need oxygen and without oxygen in just a minute or two, we'll die. But if a scuba will yes. allow you to take your oxygen with you into a hostile environment. And if, if you have it, you can you can live there as long as you have oxygen. So in a somewhat similar way, the Holy Spirit, uh, if we take the Holy Spirit with us, we have the Holy Spirit inside indwelling us, empowering us, we can live in this hostile environment without being discouraged. We can also have faith to move mountains. We can believe God 
to change things because ultimately we've got to be salt and light. And I'm just saying we need the Holy Spirit now more than ever. And my book is an invitation for people to be reminded of that, to learn, to to move to the next step and to make a difference in their world. You know, the interesting part about us doing this interview is this is the 50 day window that we're in right now between Passover and Pentecost. So we're actually coming in. That's right. It's this time of year when Jesus went back to heaven, he told his disciples to tarry and he would send a comforter. And that comforter was the Holy Spirit. Peter preached a powerful message. Uh, how many was it? 5,000 that were saved that day. And that was the beginning of the church. And uh, th those, those disciples received what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They spoke in other tongues. There were people from all over the world in Jerusalem. Therefore, uh, Sukkot, which is, you know, what the Jews uh, yeah. uh, call it. Um, we call it Pentecost, which has to do with, uh, you know, the Greek word for 50. And it was the beginning of the church. It, it's also the word that we get the term Pentecostal. Now, it's not just the Pentecostals that are filled with the Spirit, but they're the ones that kind of right. emphasize it in a way. And really, all Christians must have the power of the Holy Spirit to live. I mean, in fact, I, I make a statement in the book. I quote, you know, I guess a famous statement that said the Christian life is not difficult. It's impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I really believe that. And uh, I'm hoping that this will kind of awaken something in people, make them hungry, make them want to seek God more, make them understand it. And when they read what I write, I'm not a theologian. I've never been a pastor. I'm a journalist. I'm a businessman. So I see things kind of from that perspective. And I try to make it understandable with lots of stories, lots of illustrations. When I write about the gifts of the Spirit, for example, uh, I was pulling information. I was wanting to get everything right, and it was getting kind of academic. And mm -hmm. so instead, when I write about uh, the gift of prophecy, for example, I tell about this. I tell about a, a prophecy that actually ended up with the book The Harbinger with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about the word of knowledge, I tell a story from Reinhard Bonnke uh, about how the Lord gave him a word of knowledge. This is before the days of email to reach out to his brother who is not serving the Lord, who is almost suicidal. And his brother was asking the Lord, Lord, send me a sign. And the Lord woke Reinhardt up in the middle of the night and told him that he should write his brother a letter and urge urge him to turn his life over to Jesus. I mean, and of course, in the book, I go into a lot more detail. When I talk about the gifts of healing and the gifts of working miracles, I tell a story about Heidi Baker, you know, who has a great ministry in Africa uh, and really all over the world. But I tell real life stories to help people to understand. Same thing with the gifts with the fruit of the spirit and, mm -hmm. and other things. That's because I'm a journalist. What We journalists tell stories and I want people to understand. I want, you know, how many books are written and even if somebody buys it, it sits on a shelf, they never read it. I want people to read it and be motivated and enjoy it and tell their friends. And I believe that this is the most important book I've ever written. 
most people would know me as a magazine journalist, or now I'm a publisher. I publish uh, the book I mentioned, The Harbinger with Jonathan Kahn. Yes. Uh, I published over a thousand books. By the way, we'd like to talk to you about your next book. I Notice how I just kind of slid that yeah. in. <laughs> Uh, I do want to do it. I know my, my testimony start I to know. finish. It's, a, it's an amazing story and it'll inspire a lot of people. Um, you know, when you're a publisher, we'll do that, Mr. but Steve. I've we published will. so many books, but in the last couple of years, I've written several books, uh, including several about Donald Trump, but I, Oh yes, that, we have that montage. Would you like to see it? Uh, we yes, have all the books. Me. Oh, let's put it up. Oh, Here yeah, we go. Look at that. These are all the books that Mr. Steve Strang has written over the years about Donald Trump. They're written from a spiritual point of view. They mm -hmm. opened up a bunch of doors for me to be on secular TV. Um, you know, in some circles, I was kind of known as a Donald Trump expert. I'm really not. I'm just a journalist <laughs> who researched it. Uh -huh. But, you know, the first book, this is a little uh, rabbit trail here, but the first one, God and Donald Trump, there was a story about uh, prophetic voices as going far back as Kim Clement uh, in around uh, 2007, but also um, Chuck Pierce and mm -hmm. some other people who said that God was going to raise up this unlikely chaos president. You know, Lance mm -hmm. Wallnau was one of them. And the chaos candidate. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And they prophesied that he'd win. Nobody thought he would win. Nobody. And then when he did, uh, the news media, even some Christian authors who wrote about it, uh, Doug Weed was a, a friend and mentor, and he was a very strong Christian. He's in heaven now. But he wrote about the election um, and barely mentioned it. So I, I almost wanted to put it on the record. That was my motivation. It was successful enough that it spun off the other books over time. It was a lot of it was hard work, but it was also a lot of fun. But I just really felt that my life's mission has been mm -hmm. writing about spirit-led living. The very, very first issue of Charisma Magazine in the mid-70s was called the magazine about spirit-led living. So in a way, this is what I've been doing all my life. And I'm passionate about it. I hope that comes across. And, you know, a lot of the things that you did with the prophetic words and all that kind of stuff, of course I go into it. That's one of the gifts of the spirit is something that does not operate in in various parts of the church is also misused you know unfortunately yeah. there are people who give prophetic words to make money or build their ministry or uh, give themselves a big name the the thing that i admire so much about you and and everything you're doing there is that um this is my opinion is that, you know, you're still tender and humble before the Lord and, and there's something uh, sweet. And also you have a really good track record. And Praise God for that. Oh, my and gosh. My wife, my wife and I watch your program. It's one of the few programs on YouTube uh, that I watch. Actually, my wife is much more faithful about it than I am. In fact, I'll come in the room and I'll say, what are you listening to? And she'll tell me and I'll stop and watch your program and uh in fact, I th I don't think I was familiar with your ministry until she started following it. And then, of course, we've become friends with yes. uh, at some of the events that Clay Clark has put on. I've gotten to know mm -hmm. Chris and gotten to know you a little bit. And I really appreciate you having me on your, your program because I know you have a tremendous reach. You know, Thanks. I kind of keep track of that being in the media business. Mm -hmm. And, and this will help a lot for people to know about this book. It won't be out until May 16th, which is... 
um, when we're recording this is almost exactly four weeks. People can order it. Uh, they can pre-order it on Amazon, but I'll tell them a little secret. If they order it from our publishing house, which is that website that you just flashed up there, stevestrangbooks.com. That's a special mm -hmm. um, website, I guess you call it. Uh, we have the books in the warehouse. They won't be in the, they're not in the stores oh. yet, but we have the books. And if people order it from us, uh, we'll send it to them, uh, you know, like the next day uh, what, or whatever day it, com it comes in. And I hope that people will read it and they'll, you know, want to share it with, their friends and and i hope that it actually sparks you know i i sense that something is happening in our country and part of it's because people oh, are yes. so desperate they're mm -hmm. desperate for something and they know they need some kind of power in fact i probably shouldn't mention this but um <laughs> you know i will uh, i had okay. occasion to have glenn beck on my podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago and after the podcast was over, we were just visiting for about five minutes after we turned off the camera. And I mentioned this book and held it up. And uh, he immediately said, America needs more of the Holy Spirit. And I was he surprised gets, coming. He gets it more than people think he does, Glenn he Beck. Really he, does. he gets in fact, it. In a way, uh, I was talking to Eric Metaxas about this. And in a way, people like, uh, Glenn Beck and um, Tucker Carlson and some of these people are, uh, or Jordan Peterson are, all, are almost prophetic voices to our nation. Now, they're not necessarily doing it from a Pentecostal or evangelical Christian point of view, but they see what's going on and they know uh, good from bad and they, they can see that that these Spirits are coming back, like Jonathan talked uh, Khan talked about in Return of the Gods. In fact, Glenn Beck, you know, I, it's too long a story to go into, but Glenn Beck actually interviewed Jonathan Khan partly based on my connection with him on my podcast mm -hmm. and, and is just fascinated with the fact that Jonathan has uh, connected the dots to show that these ancient uh, spirits, mm -hmm. demon spirits, that were called gods. We know they're not gods. We know there's only one true right. God, but they're Amen. actually coming back. Uh, and of course, that's a discussion for another day. And I know you don't, you know, Rabbi Khan, but yes. that book has taken off since uh, Glenn Beck had him on his program. So that just shows you uh, the not only the power of media in this case, but how desperate people are for answers. But you know, just understanding that these gods are coming back doesn't necessarily help us know how to stand up against it. And it's not either or it's both. And, and in fact, there's a lot of Jonathan Khan. I told you a little bit about that story, that prophetic story that I tell, but Jonathan Khan, of course, has become a very, very good friend over the years. He's our number one author. I'm, I'm just so honored that the Lord let me publish his book. And um, I just use this as an example that even someone like Glenn Beck sees that there's a need for the Holy Spirit, even though he probably does not understand it exactly like I do. And I just appreciate you helping me get out the word. Well, we're happy to do it, Mr. Steve. And I'll say this, I will interject this, and I have not said this publicly yet. So this is the first time I am saying this publicly. But, and I won't get into the details of it, but a few weeks ago, 
a few weeks ago. Oh, there's Chris coming in because he wants to hear you, Mr. Steve. He wants to hear the interview. Hello, Chris. Uh, he's going to sit Hi, in, his, in his chair over there. Um, a few weeks ago, the Lord gave me a very vivid dream. And it was about Tucker Carlson. And I would just encourage everybody to pray for that man right now because there has been an assignment from the pit of hell that has gone out against him involving a seducing spirit. That's all I'm going to say, but pray for him right now that this gets dismantled and destroyed and exposed before it accomplishes the fullness of what it really wants to do to him. So that's, that's what I'll say. Well, why don't we stop and pray right now? Okay. Would you like to lead us, Mr. Steve? Of course. Okay. Father, we believe in the power of agreement. We believe in the power of prayer. And Lord, you have supernaturally revealed this to your daughter, Amanda. And so, Lord, we just pray that this assignment against Tucker Carlson will be broken in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And we know through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can take authority over the enemy. And Tucker's not the only one under attack. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But, Lord, we know that you come to give life and to give it more abundantly. And, Lord, thank you for revealing this to um, Amanda. And Lord, I just pray that the people who are watching will be not only praying with us right now, but that you'll put it in our hearts to pray for uh, Tucker Carlson. You know, does he have people in his life interceding for him? We don't know, but Lord, we can intercede for him from afar. And so we just lift up his name before your throne of grace and believe Lord. Lord that something is broken right this second in, in the heavenly yes, because Lord. of this Thank prayer Lord. of agreement in Jesus' yes, name. Lord. In Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Oh, Praise man. the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That yes. was that was great. I felt that. Yeah, man. Praise God. And Amen. Trish, um, Chief, I saw sing to Foxing the show now and I saw you saying the Holy Spirit is needed in this country. And I'm getting it all the time in my soul. And I so hearing you said it makes me come here and Father, what you're saying. Boy, that's confirmation (laughs) and what a powerful endorsement. Thank you. There you go. Praise the Lord. Yep, he was watching upstairs. He heard that. He came right down. Well, that's that's a confirmation. And, you know, I'm a publisher, and so I sell books. We sell several Mm -hmm. millions of books a year and have over the years. But, you know, I don't know how to say this exactly in a way that people understand, but I did not write this book just to write a book. It's, yeah. it's something burning that the Lord kind of put me in a particular place with a certain perspective mm-hmm. where I have the resources to do it, so to speak, and the organization to get it out. And we're, we're doing a lot to market this far and wide. But I know this is more than just marketing a book. Uh, and, you know, yeah. I'm believing that the Lord is going to help to um, wake up the church you know, I'll just also tell you something that hasn't come up yet in the conversation. You know, it's it's a book with chapters, and it's a good read, I believe, and I've gotten good feedback and a lot of good endorsements. But 
at the end of each chapter, and I did this partly because of Rick Warren, who wrote Purpose Driven Life, we have study questions. You know, Rick Warren's book, uh, possibly the biggest seller, a nonfiction seller of all times about uh, Purpose Driven Life, uh, had, had it was really a 40-day study. And so we have questions at the end of each chapter. There are 12 chapters and a conclusion. And it's for Bible studies. In fact, I'm leading a Bible oh, study cool. in my own home as kind of a prototype. You know, I want to uh, get people involved. I have I have uh, recorded uh, a little teaching. They're about eight minutes long. And it's so that a group can kind of play it. It's, it's kind of the high points of a chapter that can lead into a discussion. Now, I found that leading at my home uh, I even had trouble uh, summarizing the chapter, and I wrote the book. You know, <laughs> I was I was ad living, and so these videos help a whole lot. And uh, later on, we're going to be making these available. But if if people will write me at info at charismamedia.com and they're interested in, you know, a Bible study now. We'll work with them to get them the books, to get them the videos. They're not widely available now, but I'm hoping that churches all over this country will do this as a Bible study. There are three Bible studies going on right now as kind of a prototype, and I just wanted to kind of interject that because there are so many different levels of, and ways that people can connect to this book, and I'm not just trying to sell them a book. I'm trying to... I'm trying to do something to motivate them because we believe that a revival is beginning to happen and it's not going to happen just because a bunch of people get excited. It's going to happen because right. people experience the power of the Holy spirit and they grow in their faith and they, and, they, uh, and all of those kinds of things. And they're out to change their world and sharing their faith with other people and growing in the gifts and, and maturing and having the fruit of the spirit, uh, be available in their lives. And I think this Bible study uh, would be a, a real help to people. And uh, Amanda, when we do your book, maybe we ought to do it the same way with help people learn how to grow and, you know, in their, uh, we their could prophetic do that. gift. And, mm -hmm. and listen, you've had, you know, you're a, from, from my perspective, you're still a very young person. <laughs> but Thank you, you had, Mr. Steve. I you try. So many, exciting things and you've had to work through trials and everything else. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, I know that you'd be the first one to give the credit to the Lord and all that you've accomplished, but you know, right. people are discouraged. And I think stories li like yours and stories that I tell in this book are meant to encourage people. Remember that even the prophet Elijah had one of the greatest victories that he ever had against the, uh, the prophets of Baal, but yet he was so discouraged he went, he went and sat under some kind of tree and just wanted to give up. He was discouraged. And do you remember what the Lord said to him? That there were several thousand who had not bowed their knee to Baal, but he didn't yep, know 7, about 7,000 in the land that had not 7, bowed 000. their knee. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I should have learned... Learned that at Bible college, except I never went to Bible college. But <laughs> I went to the school of the Holy Spirit. That's, yes, what, that's where I went. I went to the school but, of hard knocks with the Holy Spirit. To yes, learn. and I know I went to the same school. But 
you know, the, the point I was trying to make is that people get discouraged. And I think your yeah. story, I think the stories I put in here are really meant for the Holy Spirit to quicken, to encourage people mm -hmm. to be more bold, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, to overcome trials. I have two chapters in here on trials. That's and wonderful. One of them is that all of us are going to have trials. The other is that the Bible actually says that trials work patience. So the chapter was so long, I broke it into two parts uh, mm -hmm. because I thought it, it kind of lent itself to that. And then I have a whole chapter on um, the end time. You know, if, if the government comes knocking on our door, why don't you have the mark of the beast? You know, that's what the Bible calls it. We don't know what form it's going to take. If we're not able to buy groceries, if we're not, you know, they call it the cancel culture. If we're all canceled because we won't go along with this, what are we going to do? We have got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. So, like I said earlier in the, in the conversation, I try to cover everything from A to Z. I even have a chapter on goal setting, believe it or not, because I believe that the Holy Spirit can empower us. And um, I tell a story about a secular uh, motivational speaker named Grant Cardone that people may have heard of. He is not a Christian, but he has got a special gift on encouraging people. He wrote a book called Ten, The 10X Factor. In other words, 10 times. And he, he basically says that most people live lives of mediocrity. And to overcome this, you've got to have 10 times more passion, work 10 times harder and so forth. And when I read that, I thought, how many Christians live mediocre lives? And, and if a motivational speaker can have success with just trying harder, and that's really all it is. There's motivation to try hard. It's nothing to do with spiritual. How much more should those of us who are led by the Spirit of God oh, yeah. uh, experience the power of the Holy Spirit? That was literally how this idea started. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, but most of us, including me, and I grew up in this. I grew up in Pentecostal yeah. circles. Me too. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was a, um, I was going to say a teenager, but actually when I was 12 years old, I guess that's one year before your teenager. I was 15, so 15. we're not far okay, off. so you know. And you know what? I really believe that that set the course of my life and helped me through some difficult times as I was maturing. But yeah. all of us, we have to be filled and refilled and filled again every single day with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is so much more important than just motivation. But once we have that, we've got to have focus and direction and believe God um, and have faith. And a Baptist preacher who read an early version of the book, he was a friend of mine, and he expressed an interest, and I sent him a, a digital copy of the book. He said that that chapter on goal setting encouraged him so much because he realized that he wasn't dreaming anymore. He wasn't setting goals. He'd gotten into a rut. And of course, he, he liked other parts of the book too. In fact, he said that he, it encouraged him or it reminded him that he needed a, a new touch from the Lord. And even though he doesn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit like I do, because he's, you know, a good old Southern boy, a Southern mm -hmm. Baptist boy. Southern Baptist, um, huh? But you know what? He wanted more of the Lord, and I don't care what you call it. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. have to agree with my theology or my terminology. And so I was very, very encouraged 
And I, I believe that people that read this book will be touched in a very deep way. And I'm hoping that it sparks something in the church, or even if it just sparks things in people's lives. I mean, the church is made up of people, individual Christians. So it's not either or. It's not like some big revival for the whole church that somehow is covered in the news media. It really starts in here, a revival yeah. in each of our hearts that so we can do the will of God. You know, God, there's a purpose on why we were born. I heard someone say recently that there's only two things that you can't change. You know, nowadays they say you can even change your gender. I don't really believe that, but some people think either. that. Mm -hmm. But there's two things you cannot change. Who your parents were and the time that you were born. And That's God had true. a purpose for us being born in this time. It was not an accident. Amen. And so there's, there's something that he wants each of us to do. And we talk about generations, you know, I'm an Xer. And then there's the, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm a boomer. My son is a generation X. My other son is a millennial. But you know what? Someone said, you know, and, and the news media plays it up. And here we talk about it. And I even get it wrong when I'm on your program, like I just did. But where I'm going with this is that I heard a wise mentor of mine say one time, really, there's only three generations. Those who were living and now they're dead. The people that are living now and the people yet to be born. And I thought there is yeah. a lot of wisdom in that. So in other words, all of us who are living today, whether we're yes. real young, whether we're real old, in a way are a generation because life is but a vapor. You know, you hear people say that at funerals, um, especially if somebody dies young. I've heard preachers say that. But you know what? If someone lives to 90, we think that's a long time. But in light of eternity, it's a vapor. It's a, blip. It's it's a, a blip, vapor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our generation right now is a vapor in, in yeah. human history. It just happens <laughs> we're alive now, so it's like real important to us. And so we have got to do what God has called us to do to try to influence our world we need to be obedient to the holy spirit we need to follow the bible we need to do all the we need to repent of sin and all these kinds of things and i hope that in some small way my book will help people do do this and um and i appreciate uh i appreciate what chris had to say i appreciate the, the fact that you're even interviewing me about this book well, Mr. Steve, we love you and we're happy to have you on to interview. What's interesting about this is that in the book of Ezra, Ezra had to call the people back to renew their hearts in the relationship with the Lord. So the Lord could once again dwell and come down and be with them. So it's interesting because a lot of times right before revival comes, there is a call for a renewal. So a renewal of the relationship with the Holy Spirit, renewal relationship with the Lord through Jesus Christ, a renewal of that for those that have walked away, for those who have gotten lackadaisical and complacent about it and compromised. There's that call for renewal. And, and that's what's going on in this hour. We're seeing a call across the nation for this renewal that we see now percolating and opening the door to revival. So well said. And 
you know, I hope we can get that message out. Uh, it's so important. It is important. And, you know, on page, and I spoke to you about this earlier, on page 11, you sum this up so well for people to understand. And so if you want to read it, Mr. Steve. Oh, I'm glad to. Chapter one, page 11. So people can hear a little bit of the book. We live in a world where evil is called good and good is called evil. Right is considered wrong and wrong is considered right. Everything is being turned inside out and upside down. But if you have a personal relationship with God and are being led by a spirit, you can stand strong and thrive even in an upside down world. What do I mean when I say led by the Holy Spirit? Spirit-led living is following a different path from the world, from what the world says that you should pursue as having different values, goals, and measurement for success from those dictated by the world. Spirit-led living is freedom from guilt, condemnation, and shame. It's mm -hmm. boldly stepping into the future without fear. Spirit-led living is knowing who you are in Christ and having confidence that the Holy Spirit within you is greater than anything mm -hmm. you face in this world. It is knowing God intimately, which results in learning to hear his voice. Spirit-led living is following God's leading so you can fulfill every bit of potential. That's why I had a chapter on goal setting. <laughs> right he has designed your life and spirit-led living is peace of knowing that no matter what following him costs it will be worth it Amen. and then of course i go on but that does kind of summarize i tried to share that with the reader early on to kind of hook them in to read the rest of it um but i believe what i wrote with all my heart and you know it, when the Holy Spirit is, and and he is known, he's in the Old Testament, he's Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God. And in the New Testament, he's the Ruach HaKadosh. And he is also the counselor, if we allow him to be. That's, that's the difference there. Are you willing to be counseled by the Holy Spirit? I have a whole spirit? section in the book on that very uh, topic Mm -hmm. uh, talking about where it says that he was wonderful counselor, prince of peace. And uh, the whole question about being counseled um, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the counselor and the comforter. The, the scriptures uh, call, uh, use so many names. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person of the, of the Godhead. He's not a created being, but he, he has a personality uh, we can have communion with him. And, uh, you know, he's not just some guy in the sky, you know, some ooey gooey spirit like you'd see on a movie or something. Uh, the Holy Spirit is somebody who can indwell in us, who can be our friend, our counselor, who can lead us and guide us. We don't have to be confused about everything. The Holy Spirit leads us and can give us knowledge. And, you know, just the average Christian can get a word of knowledge from the Lord or can have That's wisdom. Right. You don't have to have a ministry. You don't have to have a YouTube channel with people follow you. 
Um, That's right. And and in fact, you know, in some ways, you're just an average Christian, um, but you have such a gift and you've been able to connect with people at such a deep level that they watch you on YouTube, um, which was not even possible until, you know, what, maybe a decade ago. And so now you're able to connect. And, you know, there's people like you that connect with Christians and, you know, pastors and churches and, and teachers and schools. And of course, but you're, you're able to influence and connect with people and mentor them. You mentor Mm -hmm. people spiritually, you, you teach them, um, you show them how to be careful. You write down these words and, and you follow up. Did it really happen? Yes. Listen, I've been covering the church community and the wider culture for more than four decades. I've seen the good, bad, and the ugly, and there's not a lot of accountability. And I really respect the fact that, that, and, and a lot of the accountability must be self accountability. We mm-hmm. kind of, when there's accountability on the outside, sometimes it can get kind of messy. I mean, like when the account, you know, we all need to do good and not just when the sheriff deputy has a gun pointing at us, telling us <laughs> no to do yeah, exactly. this or that because we've just done something terrible. And same thing in the church. There needs to be accountability, self-accountability. Otherwise, as a denominational official or a bishop or uh, or a heretic hunter mm-hmm. that I like to call them, trying to hold us accountable. I feel like I'm not making my point very well. But I just, I so admire you, and I guess I just wanted to make that point based on what we were talking about. Well, I appreciate that, Mr. Stephen. We do try. I mean, we put everything up on the blog. We go back over words. I really like to wait on the Lord for it because there's something to be said where when you wait on the Lord and you don't um, fire off too quick, that you you very much get to know the presence of the Lord from your flesh. And that, that dividing line happens very, it's very staunch when you learn to wait on the Lord and just pray and wait and not fall into the pressure of, you know, putting something out, uh, you know, frequently or putting something out this or because the people want it or because of this, because, you know, my accuracy in the Lord is more important to me you know, then, then the pressure of, you know, uh, or the demands of, oh, you have to put this many out, you know, a week words, or you have to do this. No, I'd rather get it right. I'd rather wait and get it right. That's how I feel. Amen. Good for you. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we really try to do that, but it has been, this is something that is a process for the Holy Spirit to teach you how to be spirit-led because it involves controlling and overriding the flesh. So letting the spirit take the lead and the flesh being overridden. And the best thing I can compare it to, just to give you a visual, when you have a dog, we have a German shepherd, right? German shepherds and shepherds in general are trained for all sorts of police work, military work, tracking of people, which Cyrus is being trained to do, things of that nature. With with the police and military work, 
they have to be they have to be willing these dogs to be led by their handler okay and override their natural instincts to want to jump too fast attack too fast go when they're not told go where they shouldn't go they have to override every natural instinct in that dog to do that so they are led by who is handling them and that's good they call it controlled aggression they call it other things where they're able to subdue that part of the dog that flesh part of the dog that primal nature and the nature that they've been trained in by this individual takes over and that's what leads them so in in the same way spiritually it's similar where we, our flesh has to be overridden and that has to be subdued in order so that spiritual nature comes forth that can be led by almighty God. Amen. And, you know, that makes me think of something that I experienced myself. You talk about mm -hmm. the flesh. The flesh is with us 24 seven. I mean, stops. even our thought, thought lives, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, and Satan can bombard our thoughts and there could be strongholds, but yeah. our flesh is our human fallen nature. And, um, I grew up in a in a environment where there was a lot of legalism and they were good people and they tried the best they could to, you know, like the scripture says, be perfect, even as I'm perfect. And I was meditating on this recently and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, the Lord isn't looking for perfection as much as he's looking for obedience. Mm -hmm. And Amen. It's true. I know that sometimes when I, uh, fall short, you know, even if it's a lack of faith or perhaps getting upset about something that I know I should never get upset about, or maybe being cross with one. Those are the only faults, uh, Sister Amanda, that I will admit on the video today, <laughs> the safe ones. But, you know, I'll feel like I'm not being perfect, you know, oh no, I'm not, you know, I'm trying hard, Lord. And I just felt like the Lord was telling me in one instance in particular, just be obedient. I knew what the Lord wanted me to do and I needed to just be obedient. And that it just fits, uh, you know, it fit, fits into what you were talking about. So I, I thought I would throw it out there. It does. And the word of God says obedience is better than, than sacrifice. sacrifice the lord holds obedience in very high esteem he knows we can't be perfect because if we could be he would have never had to send jesus christ to the earth to die for our sins if we were perfect so he knows we are never going to be perfect we are redeemed through the blood of jesus but we will never be perfect so our willingness and obedience to do what he asks us to do even when we feel that primal nature you know, well up where there's hesitancy or you don't want to do it or you don't think this is going to matter. That all with obedience gets overridden and your submission to God and doing what he wants is more important than how you feel. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very so, well said. I'm in the word you. business and I just, that was well said. So well said, Sister Amanda, we need to put it into a book. Notice how <laughs> I just kind of work that in. We're going to put it into a book, Mr. Steve. We will. We will I, I have want, a meeting I want the people this. watching to email you and tell you, yeah, you need, you need to put this down 
in a book. Now you have, you can, listen, it takes a long time to write a book and yes. you edit it. And I was even thinking that as I was reading that passage, we did a lot of work on those three paragraphs. I can tell you that there's different ways to communicate, but a book will be here a long mm -hmm. time after we're gone and it can go a lot of places that people are not going to necessarily tune in to a, a YouTube channel, if you can understand yes. that. Mm -hmm. And um, there are a lot of good books written, of course, and and books. In fact, someone's I heard uh, someone say one time that the, the only thing that will change us in five years, because, you know, for adults, it's very difficult to change. The things that will affect us more than anything else are the people we're around and the books that we read. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. You know, you need to be around spiritual people and you need to constantly be reading books. I actually read one today in the car. I listened to an audio book. I mean, literally, I had a couple hour drive and and I listened to uh, a book by um, by Pastor Youssef of Church of the Apostles on Is the End Near? It's a great book. I need to recommend that. And... Um, there's so many ways that we can do it. And, and I just think that, uh, that you need to write a book and that's all I'll say about that. I'll quit harping on it. But you know, <laughs> when you're a publisher like me, they say, if you're a hammer, all the world's a nail. So <laughs> when I yes. see there's a potential book, uh, I want to encourage the author to, um, you know, to write it. And we will, we will very, very soon. We can make a game plan. Amen for, for writing it because there, there's a lot, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes I think, you know, in, 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 in the life I've lived so far, I feel like I've lived two lifetimes with, with everything I've gone through, but it builds character in you. You know, this is why I tell people too, um, with the Lord, let your kids fail and have to go to the Lord because it builds character in them. You know, don't be so quick to want to immediately you know, snatch them out of, out of failure and trial and difficulty because the Lord uses that with them to teach them and to build character in them. And when character is built in them, you have much more of an awareness of, of wanting to follow the Lord and your actions Absolutely. and being obedient to the Lord, if that makes sense. I make that point in that chapter I mentioned on trials. The way the Bible says is the is that trials work patience and patience and character are two sides of the same coin. In my opinion, um, if you have patience, that's because of, of character, you have the mm -hmm. character to have patience in a way. And you're right. We, the trials make are what make us strong. We know that. And, um, it's, it's, uh, I heard this story about the little boy that was trying to help the butterfly. He could see the little butterfly in the little, do they call it a chrysalis? You know, the little yeah. cocoon. And uh, he thought he'd help the butterfly out by kind of peeling it off. But that butterfly could never fly because it takes the struggle of breaking out of that cocoon to make the wing strong enough to fly. And I thought that was such a mm. wonderful word picture Interesting. that you've got to have. Now, I'm not a biologist, Somebody may send you an email. 
<laughs> I heard that story and I made a good word picture. But I, you know, it, it's, it's also just kind of common sense that that these struggles are what make us strong. And, and the Holy Spirit actually allows us. And of course, you could talk about that a long time. There have probably been books written about it and sermons preached about it. But it's a very, very important concept. And that's why I put it in this book. A spirit-led living in an upside-down world. Well, you know what? It's if ever it was a time where this was where this was necessary, where there is so much uh, chaos and and confusion going on. If there were ever a time to teach people how to how to in a way tune that out, to hear the Lord and to be led of the Spirit, it's now. So I'm so happy you wrote this book, Mister Steve. We are happy that you were able to come on with us today. Amanda, write a book, Steve Strang. <laughs> Our team just put that up. <laughs> That's great. Point taken. I'll write the book. All right. We, we need to talk after this is over. We'll talk. We'll, yes, we, we most definitely talk. So basically, we are going to once again put up the website where people can go get this book if you and have you get it now or it'll yeah, be available it in bookstores barnes and noble all those kind of bookstores of course uh many christian bookstores but it's easier and quicker in some ways to buy it online on amazon they will actually ship it on the release date which is may 16th uh, which is right before pentecost sunday um and uh, it's a week and a half before pentecost sunday and uh, but people can get it now by by going on stevestrangbooks.com or also another way to do it is mycharismashop.com. They're really kind of two versions of the same thing, but that is our publisher, uh, direct-to-consumer uh, website, and we we have them in the warehouse, as I said, and we'll, we're glad to ship them out. And if anybody's interested in a Bible study, uh, email me at info at charismamedia.com. I'd love to connect with you. I'd be interested to see what kind of interest there is. And uh, we'll we'll make it happen. You'll be one of the first ones and be a prototype. Where Our vision is to get hundreds and hundreds of churches involved and people reading this book and studying it, and hopefully it'll make a difference in people's lives. I think it absolutely will. I also think that this is a wonderful book. If you have people in your life who have just come to Christ and need to understand about the Holy Spirit, this book is written in terms that they can understand. So it's important to give them something that they can understand and spiritually digest in order to to open up that relationship with them in the Holy Spirit. So I think this book is important for that reason too, not only for believers who have been walking with the Lord for a long time, but those that are coming into it and really don't understand about what being led by the Holy Spirit is and the role of the Holy Spirit. This is a good book to start with. Well, thank you. I appreciate that endorsement. And mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with you. That's why I wrote it. You know, I was very intentional in, I, I'll tell you that I had a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot of spiritual warfare as I wrote the book. I'm not surprised. But, mm -hmm. but uh, I believe the Lord helped me and I had to work through it. <laughs> you know, it was a struggle like we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And now the challenge is to get the word out. Um, mm -hmm. It's already 
the early indications are very, very good, but I'm not satisfied with early indications. And so I'm, I'm doing a lot of media. You're actually one of the first major media uh, that I've done, Eric Metaxas and you. And I really I appreciate Eric. it. Mm -hmm. And um, I look forward to getting together with you and Chris and helping you, introducing you to my wife who loves birds as much as you do and uh, also furry animals <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, you know it she's just a wonderful loving person who loves god's creation and identifies Aww. with you because you had that you know i like them too but not to the same extent that she does yeah th this is something that I, that the lord called me into when I was very young with, with this gift to work, to work with animals and to understand them um, and to be able to, to teach them and, and train them and sort of rehabilitate them. So this is something that's like been a, I've been doing this since I'm very young and the Lord has just kind of built it up in me over the years. And now he uses it because we get so many emails of people that write us and say, I would have never stopped and listened, but I saw the animals and it made me stop. And now they're being used as a tool for the glory of God to bring people into the kingdom of God. So, Amen. so God is brilliant. That's all I can say. He's brilliant. All things work together for good. And, mm -hmm. and it's just a wonderful word picture. Ark of grace, ark animals, you know, get it. <laughs> ark, ark animals, ark Jesus, ark in Hebrew is tabah. So Jesus was our Tabah. He took the beating and covered us. And then Amen. Noah's Ark is the picture. The, everyone went into the Ark and the Ark took the beating of the storm while they were protected. So it is, it's a, it's a dual meaning and, and it is, it's a beautiful picture Amen. of the Lord and his covering. So praise the Lord for that. Mr. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for the privilege. It has been a lot of fun. I, I don't know that I've, I've done a lot of interviews over the years. I've, I don't think I've ever stopped and prayed uh, intercessory prayer like that. So hopefully we're led by the spirit and hopefully people will remember to pray for Tucker Carl and pray for our nation. Our nation yeah. needs to turn around and it's not just mm -hmm. electing politicians that won't do it. In fact, we elect people that say they'll do things and then they don't they do, never it. do them. And so this is a spiritual battle. And those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the ones who have to do the spiritual battle. The other people can't. They don't get it. They, they have no ability to do it. And uh, so we have a very important task that God has called us to. It's very important. It is crucial. We have a mission as soldiers in the army of the living God. And we have to remember that going forward. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Steve. God bless you. And God bless you. And Chris. Say hi to your God lovely you. wife. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. And that concludes our interview with Mr. Steve Strang. We will put his website up one more time at the bottom. So you could go there and you can go to stevestrangbooks.com and buy this amazing book, Spirit Led Living in an Upside Down World. That that that's a that is just a very timely title. I'll just say that much. It's a very timely title for what we see happening now. So that we're gonna we are going to announce on social media. I'm going live tomorrow. 
with urgent prophecy coming to pass after the broadcast I did last night. It's for those of you who didn't see it, you go back and see that as well, because we need to talk tomorrow about urgent prophecy that's come to pass and news that is broke today. So we will announce tomorrow uh, on all social media platforms what the time is we're going live. It's going to be in the afternoon. And so thank you, everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. And we will see you tomorrow. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace. And I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products they are so much more than just pillows they have amazing bathrobes they have sheets they have slippers they of course have pillows and they even have dog beds and I will tell you a fun fact noble our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed so if you'd like to be a blessing go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC and God bless everyone if you are looking for an excellent doctor if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking for guidance go to sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a top nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of his. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless and i have to tell you something they work
it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar anxiety pain neuropathy to immune system boost dog pain they are very yes. sincere about um, having right. alternatives to big pharma we are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and 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 blood sugar and a host of other issues i yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, i gave them to my uh vp of operations also ronnie and she said they worked as well she was yeah. quite shocked actually but she said they worked so, and they worked when i used them when you connect it to your body the skin patch changes your brain waves sugar this one is neuropathy i actually have it on and we use this on toby actually because toby's about eight years old and from being paralyzed years ago and the lord miraculously healing him he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips so we actually give him the doggy pain patches what was he doing he was running oh yeah <laughs> i mean i walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.